You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Gospel Theory, where we are finding the truth of Jesus Christ amidst definition, bad definitions, rumors, and myths. So we welcome you. I'm Tristan Neal, and here is Isaac Neal, our executive producer. And today's word is perfect. All right. I have taught religion classes for 15 years. I um, led the LDS Homeschool Conference for six years at a, the conference centers. And I also am the author of God Saw That It Was Good. And I love homeschooling. I do. I can teach it. I do online homeschool classes, and I've been doing um, religion online classes for, what, four or five years now. So it's pretty cool. Loving it. All right. So today's question is, what is perfection? And why did Christ have to be perfect? Have to be. Yeah. You answer that question. Why did God, Christ, have to be perfect? Well, what everyone says is that he was perfect so that we wouldn't have to be. And that he is perfect because that's what I hear. In other words, you have no idea. It's confusing. (laughs) It's confusing. Like we're supposed to be perfect and throw away the natural man. His natural man is an enemy to God and... We throw about these, all these be therefore perfect, and we have all these different sayings. It's like, oh, but you don't have to be perfect to enter the kingdom. Well, what, what, which is it? Good. Are we perfect? Do we Good. have to be perfect or do we not have to be perfect? Okay. Excellent question. Excellent question. So, therefore, we have to define the word perfect, perfect. right? Yep. So, be therefore perfect. That has probably brought so much stress to so many people in their lives. A lot. I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, I just want to have one perfect day. And then I realized very soon that they don't exist. (laughs) Perfect days don't exist. If I could just be perfect for one day, can't be done. It's interesting that you would say that. Let's do it for one day. So perfect definition. So perfect day to you would mean something, right? Yeah. And a perfect day to God would mean something completely different. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So like we were making a podcast yesterday and one of the things that happened was it didn't go like we had planned. Like if it was perfect, we had already had the recording done and That's edited right, yeah. and ready. And we were ready to put it on. And we're going to go live, right? And yeah, it. we were going to go live with this video. And then the program we were using, could the audio didn't work. So crazy. Like my perfect day was like, we're going to push play and watch this. But right. No. <laughs> Somebody else had other plans for me. So I had to read it word for word on the pod, on, on the live. Instead of pushing play and watching it be done. No, I had to do it. So that my perfect day didn't go as planned. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So if you were planning a perfect day, then your definition of a perfect day could be completely different than God's. Um. Also, a perfect day is what w- what would define a perfect day if you could do it with God? That's a thinker. If I do it with God, yeah, yeah, I think it would be perfect no matter what, as long as He was with me, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, He would make things perfect. It seems so. Like, even you know? though things would seem to go wrong, they would still always be okay. work out. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So let's brainstorm over some things of people thinking that life has to be perfect. 
I can think of mothers specifically who think, oh, I'm not perfect if I yell at my children. I'm not perfect when mm-hmm. I don't get all the dishes done. I'm not perfect when I'm and not It's what totally we happy. call in the gospel theory the checklist. Yes. So we don't complete our checklist. We didn't read our scriptures today. We didn't do our homework, whatever. We don't didn't um, read the Come Follow Me program. We didn't do all these kinds of things. Then we feel like we're FHE not FHE didn't perfect. go as well as last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so all of these problems, right? These are some pretty pretty big and strong and powerful problems. Um, yeah, it's just interesting that we, we create these problems because we have to be perfect. I remember um, a story one time that was being told that the wife of a, I think he was a bishop at the time, was really just sad and depressed and lonely and, and couldn't come out of this funk. And finally he just sat her down and, let's get to the heart of this problem. Mm-hmm. And the heart of the problem was, she didn't feel like she was giving she was giving up like if i can't be perfect i have tried i've tried a hundred thousand times to have a perfect day and i can't do it uh, that's heartbreaking yeah like why even try yeah and and basically in reality the the atonement comes into this right we we don't understand the atonement well enough to to love ourselves and yeah. to forgive ourselves and to be okay i mean that's the problem i ran into every single day when i was growing up and why I fell away from the church uh, or was so easily tempted by falling away from the church all the time was because I just couldn't do the checklist mm-hmm. anymore. It was too overbearing. I already had so many things in my life were going on and I started developing depression simply just because I felt like I couldn't do the checklist. I could not be perfect. Yeah. There's no way I can do it all. So yeah. why even try? I mean, these people can clearly do it, right? We mm-hmm. always compare which is a different word we should definitely explore. <laughs> um, and uh, a different theory why we're comparing and judging. Mm-hmm. Let's definitely yes. put that down. Yeah. Judgment. And so I, I always struggled with this because I was never perfect. So I was like, there's no way I could go about my day and do all the things that I'm supposed to when I'm filled with addiction, when I'm filled with all of this sin, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. All right, so let's bring this conversation to a complete pendulum swing. Christ, when he was on this earth, did he have a perfect day? It's hard to say because, man, it felt like he was always overcoming adversity. He was always being tempted. He was always struggling. The circumstances in his life were extremely bad, right? Yeah, all the time. Always. All the time. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was never ending. <laughs> I mean, I love to ponder this thought that, you know, he was he was a child that was born basically out of wedlock, right? Yeah. And he was therefore labeled as a child that was born out of wedlock. Yeah, a bastard. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so then he, he was probably treated that way, right? It doesn't yep. say in the scriptures, but you can imagine. Bullied as a kid, probably. Bullied as a kid, yep, taunted as a child happened. by the adults and the children, both. Mm-hmm. Um, by his own peers, his own maybe his own siblings would treat him that way. It's very possible. Yeah. And so the temptation to get angry, the temptation to be upset. Be like, don't you know I'm the son of God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be tempting to say that? Yeah. <laughs> don't you know? Yeah. Um, and then, and then, of course, we know through his ministry that the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, that everybody was always trying to get him to, to stumble. Yeah. He was weary from physical exhaustion many times, and yet he still wanted to play with the children. You know, um, 
totally and completely different than us, right? We, yeah. We would succumb to our fears or to our doubts, to our anger, to our exhaustion, where Jesus Christ just didn't. Um, the thing that I want to focus here on is that did Christ have to be perfect? Well, according to everything, he, my understanding is that he had to be perfect in order to fulfill his mission in life. And so that he could bear the sins of the world, right? Mm -hmm. If he was even just a speck not perfect, then then uh, if he if he wasn't perfect, then that means he couldn't bear the cross. I mean, he, he couldn't he couldn't give his sin. He couldn't ah take upon us take upon, take upon us, himself his, himself our, our sins, sins. Yeah. exactly. You're right. It wouldn't happen, right? You are absolutely right. He did have to be perfect. He did. Because we're not. <laughs> right. Well, so let's define the word perfect. What does the word perfect mean? I don't know. I don't, I couldn't give you the root word, uh, root answer for that. It's another Greek word. Of course. <laughs> That's Greek to me. <laughs> and it means to be complete. Or you, uh, one of my professors taught me this. It says to complete the course. That makes a little different, right? It, to, complete complete the the course, course, uh, to complete course the course. To complete the course. Or to complete the plan of salvation, right? Mm. Just keep doing your best. doesn't mean to be perfect. You have to do it exactly right all the time. Okay, but what about no unclean thing can enter into the kingdom of God? Oh, so what about it? Is there repentance after death? Well, there better be. Because <laughs> I'm sure I'll miss a few along the way. <laughs> Well, speaking of other religions versus our religion, most religions do not believe in repentance after death, but we do. There is, for sure. Repentance. So why do people always say that it's easier to repent here on earth? Like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Shall we do repentance on a different podcast? Yes, we definitely <laughs> <Okay>. should. <laughs> That's right. an important one. <laughs> okay, we'll we, choose another It's one word. of those words that we always use all the time, but mm -hmm. never, yep. you know, yep. we, we don't really know what it means. Yeah. So being perfect, though, with Christ means to complete. He did, and he's the only one that is required to be perfect on this earth. Yeah. Now, a no unclean thing can enter the heaven. That's true. But we are going to repent, and we are going to become clean, and then we will enter into heaven. Yeah. Okay? So and we why... can repent the way, and we can repent now. We can repent later. We can repent then. It's better if we repent now so that we can fulfill God's work on this earth. So that we can feel better about ourselves, and too. And feel better, yeah. <laughs> so that we don't have to carry that burden through our whole lives like so many of us but do. We, but that burden is going to be there and come and go, right? You've right. You've got to realize that that's going to come and go all the time because we're not. We have to constantly be giving it to him, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, we're always going to be needing that repentance that's why we do it immediately so that way we don't have to continuously put more and more on our plate or effort into it yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. um okay so jesus did have to be perfect now think about how he had to be perfect he could never have a bad thought that that's crazy he could never act out in anger or even remorse or even i mean think about all the negative emotions right Jealousy, fear, doubt. But he did experience doubt, did he not? He did experience them, but he never acted on them or thought about them or pondered on them long. Yeah, because he did doubt. Even Christ did doubt, but 
Well, he asked to have this cup removed from him. Yeah. He's like, this is a little heavy. This yeah. is really hard. If there's any way possible I can get out of it, please let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if there's not, I still want to do the I will. God's will. Right? That would be so hard. There's no way we could do it. So what about, I, I think of, I thought about this just yesterday. It's like Peter cut off the ear of that um, the high priest's helper, right? Yeah. He cut his ear off. And in, in defense against the Savior, right? He's going to be right? defending the Savior. And Jesus just kneels down and picks up the ear and heals his ear right back on. Wow. Yeah. He, Peter, it's okay. We've got this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just no, no anger, no remorse. He had to be perfect. And the only time he really doubted that we know of is just asking a question was let this cup pass me for me, if it be thy will. Mm -hmm. And that's the only, and that was, that's through the big major atonement process. Right? Yeah. All these other little things were seemingly easy for him to get through. But we have to remember two things. One, he was anointed. Mm -hmm. He was set apart, anointed for this calling. Yeah, in, in heaven. Yeah. Before and the he second one made. we have to remember is that he was half God. He knew who he was at every minute, at least once he knew who he was. <laughs> right. But if, so are you saying that if we knew God, like he knew God, could then, we be easily be more perfect? Than absolutely, 100%. Wow, that's a crazy thought. If we knew that we are children of God, and if the destined veil was completely to be like removed, God, yeah, then yes, there would be it, life would be too easy, right? Ooh, that reminds me. We have to talk about Satan's plan. Okay, <laughs> can't can't wait to talk about that one. <laughs> okay, because it's always different. Oh, we should talk about that soon because mm -hmm. it's always different. Satan's plan in that. So okay, so back to perfection. Perfection. He had to be perfect. We do not have to be perfect. Do you hear that? We don't have to be perfect. Yeah. But we, we can repent quickly and become perfect, and we will be perfect by the time we get to heaven. Especially. But there is a process and a process of going. And it's like the Brad Wilcox um, grace yes. talk that you, you brought up a couple minutes ago is that we just have to practice. We're yep. not expected to be perfect. We are practicing God's grace. We are practicing that until, like, he's already paid it, right? He paid the price. It's paid. It's done. It's over. You don't have to pay the price anymore. Yeah. The price has been paid. All we have to do now is practice, practice being perfect. So we can feel worthy for him. It's not right. that we have to do as much as we can and then God will do the rest. It doesn't work that way, especially a lot of religions believe that without you know you have to do works and works will save you well works isn't going to save you period no yep. matter how many good works you do well and grace won't save you alone either so you have to you can't you yeah you have to have the, the atonement yeah all of it and that will save you not the works the works just makes you feel good which is awesome and it's great mm -hmm. but it's not what saves you yeah so it's funny. I like. I gave my my son um, a piano piece called Fairlease. It's one of my favorites yeah. to play, and I gave it to him one time. And he and I said, "So, so play this," and he looks at it and was, and he tries to playing and he makes all this all these mistakes. And I'm like, "What if I had gone to him and like, 
darn it, you need to be perfect. You have to be perfect immediately (laughs) without that practice. No, he doesn't have to be perfect. He's going to make mistakes doing it. Even Italia today with her math, um, she, she's doing algebra and it's new to her. This, this, these problems are new to her and she's been, she's made two mistakes out of 20 and she was beating herself up because she says, I just feel so stupid when I make mistakes. I'm like, Whoa. Wow. Yeah. You just made 18 of them correct and perfect (laughs) and you're mad because of two. I'm the teacher and I'm not mad. So why are you mad? Right. Exactly. (laughs) I was just amazed with her anyway. So we do not have to be perfect, but here's the kicker. Can we see God in a non-perfect spot? If we're not perfect, can we still see, physically see God? I don't know because a lot of scripture is saying, well, they had to be, they had to, like Moses and Joseph Smith and all these people. They have to be transfigured. They had to be transfigured. Don't get me wrong. We have to be transfigured in order to see God and deity. Yeah, wouldn't you have to be at least worthy? That's my question. They have to be at least Was Joseph worthy. Smith worthy to see God the Father and Jesus Christ? Well, in my opinion, that would be a no. Right? So how did he see them? He wasn't perfect. I guess you don't have to be, right? That's the point. You don't have to be perfect to see God the Father or his son, Jesus Christ. Do you have to be worthy of it? No. That's crazy. (laughs) We can still see God. He can still be with us. He can still help us, guide us, lead us, direct us. That reminds me of all the things of the times that I wasn't worthy to enter into the temple. And yet God was always with me. Yes. No matter what. Yes. Always. No matter how many mistakes I make. I'd be like, I'm making all these mistakes. Why are you still here? Why are you still here? Yeah. And I would get so mad. It's like, I'm not worthy of this. So I see that in my life. Totally makes sense. Yeah. But to actually, you can physically see him. Mm-hmm. Physically see him. And that's our whole purpose of being in this world, right? Yeah. Doctrine and Covenants 93.1 talks about we need to see God. That's, that's our purpose. That's what the prophet, President Nelson, is trying to get us to do, to see God. Yeah. Hear him so we can see him. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is. Yeah. And God is with us. And I can prove that mathematically. You can. I can. (laughs) I can prove that mathematically. Maybe that's for another podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's, I just get really passionate about these definitions. Let's learn the definitions of perfection. And break the myth of you have to meet here and then he'll do in the rest. Oh, no, yeah, no. The price is paid. The price is already you paid. You don't have to pay any more for those Break panel that lessons. Myth. You don't have to pay any more for the atonement. You just have to keep practicing it. Keep practicing. Yeah. It's like doctors practice medicine. Children practice the piano. We can practice eternal life. Yep. <laughs> and it's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. Yeah, we get to be in and our own families. Who just cares like if it's going to be a. Up? Exactly. It does, it's just a mistake. We get to. Try it again tomorrow. Yep. It's just it's beautiful. It's just practicing. It's just a mistake. So what? So have joy. Share what you've learned. Teach others about this perfection. And 
oh, this makes me so sad when other people think that they have to be perfect and get the checklist right every single time and get that piano piece done perfect before they even practice it. Yeah. So please pass this, pass it on. Wherever you're... Teach it to yeah. others. Wherever you're uh, viewing this podcast right now, there's a little share button on every single, whether it's iHeartRadio uh, I or whether it's Apple iTunes uh, podcasts, you can always press that little share button. If somebody's saying... If somebody says to you, I just feel like I'm never going to be perfect or there's too much to do, give them this podcast. I hope it helps. Or at least define the definition. Yeah, at least pass on the good news. Yeah, correct them. Yeah. (laughs) That that they don't have to be perfect. Yep, pass on the good news. Yep. All right. Thank you for coming. All right. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. This has been Gospel Theory. A Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.